Hello and welcome to When I Found Grace podcast. Today, yet another interview with one of my favorite people in this world. Coming up. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you faith. episode of another take but this time it's actually with another close person to me in my life but even closer than a brother it's actually my twin brother and so I'm excited for it I think he's my older twin and so he has you'll hear eight more minutes of experience and as he likes to uh, say eight more minutes of wisdom. And I really appreciate talking to my brother. I think he's got a lot of a different perspective than I have. And even just having this conversation with him, I think I was encouraged and able to kind of glean from, yeah, his wisdom. I, I love my brother. He's been through a lot in life, uh, things that I really look forward to him sharing. We're not going to get to all of these today. Uh, and I actually want to get him on, uh, on, on future episodes. I really enjoy my conversations with him, talking with him about different things of the Lord, different things about culture. And so he, he might be one of those guys I just might have to bring on a little bit more often than anybody else. But is it nepotism? Of course it is. I love my brother and I love the conversations we have. So, anyways, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did, and I hope that you're blessed by the things that we talk about. So that's coming up right now. By grace you have been saved by grace you faith. Alright, today I want to introduce to you the best looking sibling I have, my twin brother, Matthew Heist. How are you, buddy? Hey, Micah. <laughs> Doing pretty good. I, I feel very uh, blessed that um, how you think of my appearances. <laughs> well, yeah, it's almost like when I look at the mirror, I'm looking at you. Mm. And so I'm always touched by that. Yeah, yeah. So... I when my daughter says that she has a crush on Uncle Matt, it's kind of like she's saying she has a crush on me. So it, you know, kind of feels cool. <laughs> so anyways, hey, I, I want to talk to you and kind of introduce yourself and, and who you are. Yeah. So um, besides being your older and more mature, um, more experienced twin brother, I guess let's just start off with kind of a little bit of my family as I, I know we share uh, the same family structure and, and how we grew up, but you know, and, and you and I grew up in a very typical family structure, mm -hmm. you know, as uh, um, we were raised Christian, we had both parents who still are married to this day yeah. over 40 years. Praise congratulations the, to them. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, what a testimony to to us, and and not only that, but you know, just their their marriage in itself. You know, I think to at least me and and my wife has have been a great testimony mm. as being married for forty years. Not only for forty years, but they seem to very much still enjoy each other. Yeah, and um, you know, and, and that's not not a lot of people can necessarily say that about their, about their parents. Right. So, but I, I think that I think other people when they see them too, is that they see, wow, these guys look like they've only been married for, for six months. Let me ask you on that, on that, because my wife always said she wants a marriage like our parents. Can your wife relate? Oh, about, yeah. Oh yeah. Like about how she, feels about our our parents and yeah i i think so of just being able to being a team together and enjoying life together and, and doing things together and, and um, you know we have our difficulties as as you'll see through today that you know we're not perfect or anything and we go through our struggles just like anybody else um but yeah it's it's to have that and my my wife has candace has also she she had her parents who were married for over 40 years as well. So that stability, she, mm. she understands that stability, you know, yeah. unfortunately she lost her mom to cancer four years ago. Yeah. So she's had that stableness um, within the family structure right. and she enjoyed her growing up years mm. and because of her, her family. So, you know, it's, uh, there's, you know, it's definitely a different family structure than what we had. And, and with our family, I don't know if our parents kept that young love because of how young they were when they got married, <laughs> uh, married at 18. And, um, you know, they went full head into it and they were, they were young. They ended up having six kids by the time they were 25, uh, uh, yeah. given two sets of them were twins. And you and I were the last of those for them. They've become saints in our minds ever since having children. Haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, they certainly have. So uh, one of the one of the things I, I will give at least my wife is that they've been in as is, is that they had kids very young and, um, you know, we're in our mid going on our south side of our 30s. Uh, so and and we just finished having our last kid so we her and i we have three beautiful boys yeah and um and we'll talk more about them too um, in a little bit uh but yeah but you know one of the things i wanted to bring up too is that our parents also i think which was unique was that they raised us to put our relationship with christ first mm. that's one of the greatest things i think the attributes that our parents could have given us and just to continue about me, you know, as, as you, you and I, we grew up as following the Lord uh, with our parents, six kids. Yeah. Uh, by the time we were, was it seven? Yeah. Well, by the time we were seven years old, I mean, we were both had probably given our hearts to the Lord. But my question for you is now being on, obviously not the youngest, because you're talking to the youngest, uh, but the younger side of, of six kids, I mean, how do you feel like that influenced your bringing up? Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting structure, I think, for being twins. And because I actually never really, really grasped that concept of kind of being the youngest until my older adult years. There is something of me like holding on like, yeah, hey, I'm not the youngest. My brother is. So, so it wasn't until probably became older out of the house type of thing that it's it's like when people ask oh where are you in the family 
Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty much the youngest. Uh, <laughs> so, but for the longest time, it, it was very de- like defensive. No, I'm not the youngest. I'm you know I got a younger brother, uh, and that was you. One of the things for for me specifically was I'm kind of one of those people who who like to observe, and and so I had a lot of examples. To, to follow and in some cases not to follow mm. really with our three older sisters and our older brother <laughs> uh, and and as you being my twin brother being the same age as, as me there's also things that i probably learned from you that like mm, maybe i should avoid that <laughs> or or do a better job of of covering it up <laughs> so why why do you say that matt what do i say what Let's just say, uh, alluding to the idea that uh, many people said that Matthew was considered the good twin and mm-hmm. Micah was considered the evil twin. Do you feel like that had some merit? Sure. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. I know you're like, oh, how do I answer that? Yeah. You know, and and we can't we can't forget how that whole stigma ended up becoming about was essentially because our fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Ryersgaard, right, was the who and she was a big Huskies fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's or, coming back. And it was and you and I said not so I was kind of I guess looking back, me being a teacher's pet, because I actually probably liked the Cougars because of the colors. Is if one thing about me is I like the color red. Mm-hmm. That crimson is kind of like oh, so you know I I didn't understand between U Dub and Wazoo or whatever. I just I like to school with the best looking colors to me. <laughs> but she was a big U Dub fan, yeah. And I remember, and I I don't know how exactly how it started, but I remember you being saying oh well I like the Cougars, yeah. And I was. Well, I, sure. I like the Huskies. So then she started. So then that switched us into, she's like, well, you're the good twin. And then you're the evil twin. And nowadays, you know, a teacher would get probably, uh, we'd probably get fired for, for, for stereotyping kids in, yeah. in that, in that light. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and without, without bringing up specific names, cause I don't want to do that. But, but if I recall correctly, the reason I liked the Cougars was because there was a girl in our class who also liked the Cougars, <laughs> and I wanted to try to get in on the in crowd with her. So, mm. um, anyways, enough said. Let's move on from that. So your your upbringing as as the youngest really kind of gave you a you didn't really find perspective in that until you were maybe a little bit older. And maybe in what ways, after figuring that perspective out, how how has that that changed you? I mean, has that more guided your parenting in different directions, or how has it affected you mostly? You know, I I've never actually thought about ever being the youngest growing up, and yes, and I, I like I said, I've kind of it's it's a positional place of where I've been in the family and how I've thought and. I think if you ask my older siblings, it might mean something a little bit more, um, you know, because I've definitely heard their complaints with our parents on how we were treated maybe differently than they may have. You know, but but you got to understand, 
you and I are only five and a half years apart from our oldest sibling. Right. So, so we're not talking about somebody who's like, we have cousins who are uh, 24, like 24 or 25 years apart or, or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Right. And, and you can definitely tell that there's a, there's a huge difference because mm. the one who's the youngest is treated more like a mm, grandchild. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, in some senses, but, but for me, I guess I've just always looked at it as just a, and yeah, there were things that I just kind of figured like uh, that, that, you know, I felt like there was a short end of the stick. Like we saw some as our, you know, we have, I have my gripes of being the youngest, just as my oldest has gripes of being the oldest and, mm. and seeing us being maybe treated differently than before. Right. Uh, but, but to me, I guess it just hasn't like it, this recognition of being the youngest part of the youngest has just really been a positional point of, of where I was within the family. I, I guess I've never really d- determined on how has this, how has this position kind of formed or changed different, like my, my life. Yeah. Um, now being the youngest, we are very competitive in our nature. I would say you and me, especially towards each other. Uh, do you feel like that um, even being, the youngest has added to your competitive nature, even with your other siblings. Yeah. And that, you know, I guess I always thought of that as more of a twin thing and mm. just, and not necessarily as being the youngest um, of being kind of that, that competitiveness, uh, you know, cause we, we were always kind of an athletic, you and I were, were pretty, pretty athletic. And we have an older brother who's, he's gifted in, in very many, many things, but, um, and, you know, he was athletic himself, but not necessarily as, uh, as where you and I were. Right. And, in, in, in that sense. So, so I guess I've just never looked at it as part of, uh, as that's where that's because of us being the youngest versus us having a twin and somebody who's the same age as each other as competing with each other. Right now growing up, cause part of being the youngest was following in your siblings footsteps and especially when it came to school. And so for me personally, there was a lot of pressure, especially when we had teachers that were the same as them, uh, growing up, like you said, Mrs. Ryersgaard, uh, she was also the teacher of our sisters, Rachel and Rebecca. Um, I, I think of Hodge, who taught every single one of our siblings uh, and all the way through us. So he taught every single one of us. Was there, did you feel any pressure um, being the youngest in, in performance-wise? No, you know, I actually looked at it as, as a benefit. Mm. I, because it, I, I think our siblings, whether they believe it or not, but they kind of paved a road for us that made it a little bit, I think a little bit easier for us. For sure. And, and so for me, you know, it's, and I think as as your podcast is one I found grace is is this is just a, I think another way of God's grace just kind of going out and you know my our uh, 
our older siblings had to pave that had to pave that way for us mm. and they paved that and they paved it well and you know and we do look and as we look at their um what is it in in hebrews was it uh hebrews 11 the wall of faith yeah was that you know it's, it's like you see that that there's these people that that examples for us to follow mm. and and i just you know and i kind of look at my siblings and and during those times of of you know those those uh the, I, I guess the, the foundations of our, of our family growing up mm. type of thing. And like, and like, Hey, look at these people. And, and so they've made it, they they've made, made it easier. I guess for me, I, I never really felt like I had necessarily a, a standard um, that was that I felt like I could, that an, an unattainable standard for my siblings to follow, but more of a, like a, Hey, they paved the way for me to make this, to to set me off on a good good start (laughs) yeah so thinking of that if we have younger listeners or younger people that you're able to counsel and talk through who are maybe going through a difficult time because their siblings have as you said paved a way for them but they don't feel like they want to walk down that path they want to be their own person their own uh, individual within their family. They want to make their own mark. Uh, do you have any advice or wisdom that you could give to somebody who is thinking that way, especially, uh, maybe just starting out in their high school career or, or even in the middle of it? Yeah. You know, I guess the advice that, that I would be is, is just be on who God is, who's made you don't like, let that be an example or, or maybe on, on another sense, maybe they were a bad example. Maybe, it, maybe it's a way that you don't want to, a path that you don't want to follow because of the bad example. And, and we've known those people, you know, we've, we grew up in church with people where, where their older siblings were dropouts from high school and, and they ended up deciding to going different paths and getting into drugs and alcohol. And, and some of them we saw follow that same path, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And other times we saw them where they just, they, they decided I'm not going to follow that path. Mm -hmm. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to continue to be involved with youth group or, or church in, in whatever sense, you know? So one of the things that I do is, is my career right now is I'm an auditor Mm -hmm. is, is I, is I audit governments. Yeah. One of the things that we always tell newer auditors when they come on, because auditing is, is there's a huge learning curve Mm. and, and it's, um, man, here, I'm going to lose my audience. I'm sure talking about auditing out of everything is the most interesting thing to me, but to you, not so much, Uh, but it's, it's, so you look at prior years to help you guide you through on how to, how to do a proper audit. Okay. Well, one of the mistakes that people end up doing is that they follow it exactly how the prior year did it and and things are changing all the time or maybe you weren't supposed to do it exactly how you're supposed how they did it in the prior year you should have they you you should tweak it kind of thing so so i always tell people use that as a guide it's a guide it's not but make it your own um Mm -hmm. it's it's so so if you have older siblings or, or even parents, maybe that, that you going to the same high school or 
um, having the same teachers. I know there's people that might be out there like that, mm. um, where there's a stigma or, or they've paved a, paved the path for you um one way or the other it's it's take take notice of that it's okay to to there to be notice of that but but god has made us individually uh unique and and he's given us all different different gifts um, and we're not our parents we're not our siblings uh yet that doesn't mean that that to completely forsake everything that they may have laid down for us, um, or maybe in on another sense, they've laid down a bad path. And so there's, so you're going to, there's going to be a little bit more work for you to work through, to, um, to try to, 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 to help that stigma. And hopefully, hopefully you have people, um, especially teachers, if they've laid it down a different, if they have a different idea of you and you're very different than your siblings, um, it's, I, I think one of the things as in the, within the Christian faith that, that you really learn is, is fellowship and, and that relationship. And that's the same with, with everywhere you go, you know, having, uh, having relationships with people and even your teachers, <laughs> you know, and even, even if that might, you know, it's if for them to understand that, Hey, I'm, I'm different. Um, and this is, God has made me different than, than my other sibling. And, um, you know, there's going to be things that are going to be similar. There always are. And it's, it just, it just happens with being siblings. So I don't know that, I guess that that's the one advice I would say is, is, is still hold on, you know, it's, it's allow you know, let it, let it help you be a guide, I suppose. Um, especially if, if they, if they did good and, um, but you're going to be different. And, and so don't, don't hold that necessarily, whatever expectations that they may have held for them. Don't let yourself be burdened by those ex- expectations, but, but relish in, in that. Yeah. Well, no, I like that because it, it's a good reminder or maybe even good uh, truth for us to know that, that even underneath the shadow of those who came before us, we can still thrive in our own sense, in our own ways. By grace you have been saved, by grace through faith, interview with my twin brother Matt and so as we go through I like I said I really appreciate his perspective especially from growing up I I love his heart for encouraging others that might feel that weight of being um, underneath their siblings or even that pressure of expectation that people have because because you get to be your own individual person in Christ. And that's the beautiful part of it. And so I, I'm really excited just to continue this conversation on and uh, and see what goes on for next time. So I hope that all of you were thoroughly blessed by this conversation. And hopefully you look forward to the rest of it coming up next time. By grace you have been saved